Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great to have your company. Uh, Brent says he'll help your traffic. He's not our traffic guy. Audi's a sort of syndicated traffic guy, but Brent says the Eastern's cactus. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's something that everyone will be able to understand. The Eastern Freeway is cactus, again, mm. from Springvale Road. You may have to explain that to our next guest, though, what cactus means well, here in Australia. I'm sure Peter Drury's had to deal with plenty of uh, traffic issues as he travels around the country commentating the English Premier League, and uh, we thought we'd, you know, well, it's a great honour to have him on our program. And on the back of a seven to nothing drubbing of Liverpool over Manchester United. We're trying to make some sense of that, and perhaps Peter will be able to help us out. Good morning to you, Peter. <laughs> I won't, but good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, an extraordinary scoreline. Like, uh, we, you know, we sit back, we're, uh, Tim and I have been passive observers of the Premier League, but, um, I mean, the ramifications of this, given that Manchester United – had been in you know, terrific form. They won some silverware recently. I mean, how, how does it come about? Listen, it's one of those bizarre, inexplicable, incomprehensible things that happen in sport once in a while. Um, I don't want to call it a freak because Liverpool played really well and that, that would sort of downplay how terrific they were. Manchester United were pretty poor, surprisingly poor, given, uh, as you say, that they've just won a cup. They're full of themselves. Everybody thinks Manchester United are back. Um, as you guys will be aware, Liverpool against Manchester United is, in English football is kind of the big one. You know, it is the ultimate heavyweight clash between the two most successful clubs ever. And for one of them to knock the other for seven um, is, is utterly, well, it's not quite unprecedented, actually. It happened in 1900 something or other. But, you know, it just doesn't happen. And it's, um, it's just madness. Uh, what's the fallout been like? Well, uh, you know what it's like in this in this mm. day and age with social media and twenty four hour this, that, and the other. Um, it, it, it's it's been pretty polarised. I mean, don't get me wrong; the Liverpool supporters have um, have absolutely cherished every moment of it. Um, I, I wouldn't want to call them smug in case they, in case they got at me, but <laughs> while wow, they've enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, you Aussies know how to enjoy a victory um, at <laughs> our expense quite often, and so I would I, I would offer I would offer um, little that you wouldn't have thought of already. But there've been some good, funny um, photos going around with you know Manchester United shirts with uh, a Seven Up sponsorship on them. <laughs> um, I've seen today, and there's there's uh, there's a mobile phone go, doing the rounds with. You know, the, with the Liverpool badge on seven and the Manchester United badge on nil, all of those sorts of things are happening. Um, and um, listen, you know, you know what fans are like. They're mm. doing their thing. United fans have gone very quiet. But you also know what sports coaches are like. They can be um, disappointingly kind of sensible, can't they? And, and of course, Liverpool as a club, players, management are trying to say all the right things and be measured. And Manchester United are holding their hands up and saying, listen, this was a... This was a bad, bad day. Promise it won't happen again. Talking about being measured, uh, what you want to do uh, when something like this happens is you want to put a microphone under the nose of a former great player of the club. But has Roy Keane had anything to say about this? 
Oh, yeah. Needless to say, he certainly has. Yeah, he was on Sky in the UK yesterday. And um, I, what was the quote I saw? Of, I, I was there working myself, so I didn't hear it live. Something like the circus is back in town. <laughs> Something like that, I think, was his, was his line. So he was, he was pretty scathing about Manchester United. I mean, in fairness to him, he wasn't the only one. Um, but, uh, yeah, he got stuck in. Um, as you know, he's a, he's a pretty attritional guy, or was as a footballer, mm. and he, um, he finds it hard when he sees players of great rivals shaking hands and smiling at each other in the tunnel before they come out to play um, because he wants them growling and snarling and, and you know, really up for it. And, he, and I think he witnessed some of that. I hope I'm not misquoting it. I, I think he witnessed some of that, and uh, he got angry about it. Oh, sorry to butt in there. Um, he's a man after our own heart of uh, the my co-host here, Gary Lyon, exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. you, and, you and Roy probably – I didn't realise you had that in common. Music to my ears, uh, Pete. I couldn't think of anything worse. In fact, I heard some commentary on the back of the game. I'm not sure who it was from, so I apologise, who said that there was some – hugging and laughing not long after the final siren or bell or whatever it is. And when you've been done seven zip, uh, ooh, that'd get up my goat if I was a supporter. Well, listen, I get that. I get that. And, and I mean, Roy Keane is a very competitive man. You Aussies know how to be competitive. And, and truthfully, though, we don't like to admit it. That's why we love you. Um, <laughs> and the, and the, the, um, the, that notion of, of rivals being friends... Listen, you can be friends tomorrow, but not today. Yes. That's his version. And Gary, it's clearly your version. <laughs> yes, Peter. Um, you, you, can be, you, can be, you can be friends in retrospect. You can be friends when it's all over. But it's, it's, uh, it's not all over, as you say, when it's seven zip. Uh, before I ask you a question about Ange Postacoglu, who's doing amazing things there in the Scottish League with Celtic, uh, just uh, Liverpool, are they on the way now? Like it's been a bumpy sort of a season for them to this point. Is there anything about what they did to Man United that suggests to you that they've arrived this season? I, I, listen, I don't think they would say they've arrived um, because they're not where they, they intended to be. And it has been a, a pretty ordinary season, so, you know, subordinary. Mm. Um, but uh, there have been signs in recent weeks and the, the, the big aim in the Premier League, if you can't win it, is to finish in the top four. Forgive me if you know all this, but um, just, just in case you didn't, to fi- finish in the top four gets you into the European Champions League next season. And it looked for a long time as though Liverpool weren't going to be able to do that. Um, but now all of a sudden they're having a, a big, big surge. And if they were to finish in the top four from where they've been, that would be quite something, quite a recovery. And nothing happens uh, in the league over there without your uh, knowledge of it. Uh, Ange Postacoglu, are you hearing that he is going to be managing somewhere in the EPL next season? <laughs> he, every time a job comes up, his name is mentioned. Mm. He, he's been a real, you know, he's been a real hit in Scotland. And listen, I, I don't follow Scottish Premier League closely, but it's obviously right on our doorstep, and, and um, we get to hear and see a, a whole lot about it. And, and I, funnily enough, and I, listen, I'm, forgive me if I'm, if I'm sort of overly stereotyping your nation, but I, I think that the um, that Australian edge, you know, genuine competitiveness and actually fierce understanding of the rivalry that exists in the city of Glasgow has gone down really well with the Celtic fans. In that, in that city, which in football terms is a real goldfish bowl, it's Celtic and Rangers, and everybody's looking at it, and second is nothing, uh, and he gets that. 
and um, the fans have really uh, rallied around him. Um, and Celtic fans, I'm, I'm certain, <laughs> would not want him to go. But the, the truth of the matter is that the English Premier League is obviously higher profile. It's higher paid. Um, and it would be no surprise at all if, if one of the big boys in England uh, had a little nibble for him over the summer. Hey, just one final question, Pete. We really appreciate your time this morning. Arsenal on top by five points. Anyone catch them? Oh, yes. I mean, Manchester City could still catch them. I think Manchester United's drubbing yesterday probably takes them out of the race. So I think it is a two-horse race now. Five points between Arsenal and City. But the, the big thing is that they've still got to play each other. So that would mean that if City beat Arsenal, the gap's down to two. And then Arsenal just have to lose one and City win one. And, and it swaps round. So it, it is going to be a really gripping race. If City were five points clear, we'd say no one's going to catch them because they've done course and distance a few times. They, you know, they're ready. They, they know what they're doing. For Arsenal, this is the first time in nearly two decades. It's a young team. And the big question is, can they last the course? Um, and it's keeping us all gripped here. Uh, and we'll be uh, listening. We, we have the rights here on SEN. So each Saturday and Sunday night, uh, we'll be listening. And it's a great thrill for you to join us this morning, Peter. We appreciate it. Really good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. What a gentleman. Peter Drury there mm. joining us from over in the EPL. You know what I loved about that interview? What? As much as all the knowledge that he had about the game and Liverpool and the winner and all that type of thing, what? when he said and referred to you as Gary. I got a bit of um, goosebumps. I know you did. I, 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 I noticed your body movement <laughs> over there. Uh, don't forget <clears throat> all the EPL action right here on SEN, as I said, each Saturday and Sunday night, <clears throat> including... Yesterday's and he said it like Gary too, as though he knew that it was a double R. <laughs> so Let's go back and have a listen to it. Oh, we'll get in the air break.